This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, If only it was Monday, and if only D.A. was here, but his week off continues. It's Andrew Bogish, it's Kevin Wall, it's Ryan Botcher, it is Billy Jagalone. And all three of them are currently in the studio across from me now. Kevin and Ryan are supposed to be there. Billy is free to come in whenever he wants, but he's not necessarily making a personal call right now. He is hiding from a newsroom conversation that he does not want to be in. And normal Hi, Hey Billy, how are you? You don't you don't need to name names, Billy, but what the heck is going on outside that you are hiding in here? A conversation about uh names on the back of Yankee jerseys. <laughs> Whether they should be there or not. Whether they should be good good thing I I finished a lot of the work I had to do. Headphones don't really, you know, they, they do some job. Billy came in for personal safety and to warn Kevin and Ryan not to leave, to avoid getting caught in the shrapnel of a conversation involving two people. Now, on their own, you can get trapped in that vortex with one of one or the other. But if you put the two together, I don't know when you see the daylight after that. So Billy, once again, is coming to the rescue of this entire, an entire organization, saving himself and saving the rest of us Just from that hailstorm. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm about to cough up a lung. <laughs> uh, one of, I mean, you can connect some dots here, right, people? One of the guys involved is wearing an Aaron Judge jersey, and it says Judge on the back. Now, I'm probably on the side of the idea of you cannot have a Yankee jersey with a name on the back. You just can't. It should be a jailable offense. It was getting heated. I looked outside the window, and they were yelling. So it probably should have gotten heated because that person needs to be taught a lesson about what a Yankee jersey actually is. This, it's on the same list as if you're going to get a jersey, you got to get one that has the correct font. You can't have, like, the, the, the cop-out font that's like halfway to the real one. Either you get the jersey or you don't. It's one or the other. There's no in-betweens. There's no shortcuts. So you should be yelled at if your Yankee jersey says judge above the 99 on your back. But the person doing the yelling in this scenario, <laughs> this is one of the times where you probably should kill the messenger. Here's the thing. This is something that people in their early 20s are high school kids. We got two grown 50-year-old men arguing about this. He's, 
And yes, the other person in the conversation is Schwartz. So it's exactly how it's everything that you can imagine right now. Schwartz is fighting the good fight, but you just you don't need to get that shrapnel. You don't need that to be in those crosshairs. And the kicker always is the other guy in the argument who is standing in the newsroom, apparently voice raised, arguing over Billy's head and sweet Tom DeCelestino. If we were arguing about something, disturbing his work, within a nanosecond, he'd be storming out of his little booth, yelling at us for being too loud. No Slamming one's got, the door. No one's got respect, can't get work done, back into his cubby, door slam. But he can stand out there and bellow and make Billy leave his post to find a safe haven. 7.56, he comes in, Billy. Oh, that too. Don't it's- leave. <laughs> Don't leave massive debate right now. About what? Otani? Do we sign Otani? Uh, does Aaron Rodgers, you know, should he play Saturday? No, it's about freaking Yankee jerseys with the last name on. It reminds me of Billy Madison when that kid goes to Billy. He's like, I can't wait till I'm in high school. And he, like, grabs him by the face, and he's like, never leave here. Trust me. Stay here. Billy comes in and pins you in the room. Never leave. You don't know how good you have it inside here. <laughs> Just how he explained it. It may have been one of the funniest moments I've ever had here. <laughs> is, is it over yet? I can't see. Is, is it safe to leave yet? Should we he's coming ask? Back. He's coming back. Uh-oh. Oh, Billy already left. Okay. It's okay. It's calmed down. Billy can go back to work. All right, fine. I guess we should as well. Um, is there a segue here? And Trey Lance is kind of stuck in the moment in San Francisco. The news yesterday is that Sam Darnold is the backup quarterback now to Brock Purdy with the Niners. If you recall, I'm going to go way back, the Niners paid three first-round picks to get to the third pick to take Trey Lance coming out of North Dakota State. He played a little bit as a as a rookie, but then told us that he had a bum finger, changed his throwing motion, explained why he wasn't that great. Then he started the first two games of last season, broke his ankle, never played again. First it was Jimmy G, then it was Brock Purdy. And Purdy was so good and so firmly won the job that coming off an elbow injury, they never even entertained the idea that they'd go in a different direction at quarterback. It was always Brock the guy, as soon as he's healthy. So many coaches and GMs blow smoke about competition and we'll see what happens when everybody's healthy. The Niners said, no, it's Brock. Doesn't doesn't matter. Once he's healthy, it's his job. And now Trey Lance can't even back up Brock Purdy. Jumped by Sam Darnold. Now, I guess, although some people have taken it differently, Kyle Shanahan suggested earlier in the week that maybe who the backup is would change week to week, so it didn't really matter, the designation. We also, again, don't forget, because of the Niners' NFC championship, championship game debacle, you can now carry a third quarterback. So up until this year, recent pass in the NFL, most teams only had two quarterbacks, so there wasn't even a guy to be number three. Now you could be number three, be on the roster, but you're just you're that far from playing. So as Trey Lance gets labeled QB3 in San Francisco, we're talking trade. And it, I mean, it's worth the gamble here. If you're, and we discussed the Bucks yesterday, I don't think Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask is the answer 
past this year. There's not the long-term solution. So you need to keep looking around if you are the Buccaneers. So the Rams, they're going to eventually need to replace Matthew Stafford. In fact, didn't they already think about how to get rid of Matt Stafford? So, like, the end is near for him. The Vikings and Kirk Cousins, this is the last year they have an agreement. Doesn't have to end this year, but maybe it could. Maybe Minnesota, after moving off of Dalvin Cook, other roster changes, maybe they want to reset the QB price tag on that salary cap, and maybe they want to take their chances on a young guy and see if they can find the next, you know, six, seven, eight-year starter for them. So there are some teams that make sense to trade for Trey Lance. Now, I keep people keep mentioning the Falcons, and I don't understand that part because the Falcons seem to be in love with Desmond Ritter, so I don't know why they would trade for Trey Lance, but they keep making all of these where-could-Trey-Lance lists. So they don't make sense to me, but the Vikings, the Rams, the Bucks, anybody else that you think of right now that needs a new young quarterback, check in on Trey Lance, 100%. The problem becomes... What are the Niners going to get back for Trey Lance? And the Athletic had us quick spin through some anonymous execs, and like best case scenario was a third round pick, with some guys going maybe a fifth or a sixth. Because, well, I guess the reputation for Trey Lance of being a smart quarterback and a hardworking quarterback, those things exist. People see a finger injury and a broken ankle, and they go, "He can't stay healthy." Now, you know the the ankle on one hand, isn't his fault, but on the other hand, he was doing it making a play with his legs, which you need him to do to be Trey Lance, which is why you loved him in the first place. So you can't ignore it and say, oh, it was just bad luck, because he's going to put himself in a similar position at some point for a guy to be dragging him down and twisting him and falling on top of him, and then pop, something else goes, and you've lost him again. So the Niners are never, never even come remotely close to getting back the three, they're not even going to get a first-round pick back for the three they gave up to get to number three to be able to take Trey Lance. And it doesn't matter. It's crazy. It doesn't matter. It's it's like it's a chuckle, but no one's crushing them. No one's going, you can't have this guy be your GM anymore. What was Kyle Shanahan thinking? Because simultaneously, they were lucky, more lucky than smart, to write Brock Purdy's name on a card at the end of a draft two years ago. And this guy has won their hearts and minds, and he's their quarterback, and away they go, and I think they're the best team in the NFC. Still waiting to see exactly what he is over a full season. There's certainly, again, as we said earlier in the week, there's reason to to slow down the Brock Purdy love affair over a full season, over multiple seasons. But the Niners made one of the worst trades ever. Three first-round picks to take Trey Lance, and after, what is that, two seasons, he has played in eight games, four starts, two wins, two losses, 800 passing yards, and five touchdowns. And now he's QB3. And it's like basically just a joke. Ha ha, no big deal. Like just, no one cares. It's amazing because they stumbled into Brock Purdy. And they get next to no credit for that, at least from from my vantage point. Because if they thought Brock Purdy was a franchise quarterback, they would not have waited till the last pick of the draft to take him. They took him thinking about depth. 
and development. And maybe he's a guy that we can trade at some point because teams see him in the preseason or whatever, or he gets a chance to play because Trey got hurt for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden he's got some pizzazz, this young backup quarterback, and you know maybe we can move him for an asset a couple of years from now. And he turns out to be one of the best stories in recent memory. And that may continue, it may not. But because they basically just threw someone against the wall and it stuck, no one seems to care that within two years they're licking their wounds. I am not can't say begging, but are about to maybe trade away a guy they spent three first-round picks to take and all they got out of it was eight games and four starts. And somebody should trade for Trey Lance. I, I can't imagine that Trey Lance is just cooked. And you can be concerned about his injuries and whatnot, but he's cheap for the next couple of years, and you may have you know, similar Niner luck that he stays healthy and he meets the potential that a lot of people saw in him. A lot of people wanted Trey Lance in that draft. And apparently multiple teams asked about Trey Lance around the draft this year, knowing how much the Niners loved Brock Purdy. And I think the Vikings were one of those teams, which is why they again get mentioned in these conversations now. They've already at least had a talk or two with the Niners about Trey Lance. But there, it's a gamble I would take. I might, I'd give you a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance. If I'm the Bucks, if I'm the Rams, if I'm the Vikings. The problem is when you bring him in, is he prepared to back up for you right away? Or then is he your QB3 at the start? And then where is he getting reps? Because it's hard enough to get two quarterbacks reps in practice. You're not getting your third guy anything meaningful most weeks. So how do you actually kind of kickstart the on-field development for Trey Lance? But you're always trying to find a guy that can pay, play that position for the foreseeable future for you. You don't want to go stopgap to stopgap. So you want to answer that spot. And I'd ask the Trey Lance question, especially because it's going to cost me really nothing. I know every pick matters and you need young guys, but I'm not going to miss a fourth rounder that I gave to a team that didn't want this dude anymore, and maybe somehow he becomes my guy for six years, I'll do that. I'll do that if I'm Jason Light. I'll do that if I'm the Vikings. Give me the Rams. I'm trying to think around the league elsewhere who might do this. But sign me up for this. Sign me up for Trey Lance. doesn't work, I don't care. I didn't pay three first-round picks for him. And if it doesn't work, I'll find somebody else. I just can't believe, though, how fast this has fallen. And how easily the Niners are getting off for burning three first-round picks because they've hit on so many other things, including Brock Purdy. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. From the NFL to college football, the Memphis Tigers, their home opener is against Bethune-Cookman. And the Tigers this week announced a pretty cool ticket idea that I think works no matter what. Maybe in the end... They lose on some math and on some money, but that would come at the trade-off of getting wins and getting notoriety. That idea from Memphis Tiger Football Ticket Office is next on the DA Show. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We are still processing Billy Jacqueline's escape from newsroom hell about a half an hour ago. Billy, I saw him. He's back out there, headphones on, back to work. He's a foxhole guy. But he was in the middle of a fight that nobody should be in the middle of and smartly saved himself, but then didn't leave any man behind either. Came in here, told all of us to stay put. Nobody leave. Until it's safe again. And the coast is now clear. But. Act 2 looms. Because the two guys involved are still here. It's only 8.20. Both of them are here for still hours. So hopefully Billy is safe. For the rest of his shift. But the rest of us might not be. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send us your toasts on this Thursday Thursday at Andrew Bogish, at CBS Sports Radio, uh, and also to any of your responses who we've been talking about. Uh, and Mayo, who I believe already read his toast, wrote in that I don't think the Niners would trade Trey Lance for the Rams within the division, having to play them twice a year. Probably right, but if somehow the Rams were the team willing to give you the most, I think you in a team, because they traded three first-round picks to get Trey Lance, you need to recoup, and they made other deals like Christian McCaffrey. They need to recoup picks left and right. If the Rams, for some reason, want to overpay you for Trey Lance, deal with it and take that because you're getting rid of him because you think your guy's better than him anyway. So why sweat giving them or giving him to them? As far as Booskies go on this Thursday, our good friend Mac and Bear. Morning, guys. Booskies to my son, Mac Jr., 18 today, heading to college tomorrow. I'm so proud of him. Uh, and Brewski's to the crew for a special, I can't read, a spectacular job like always. Hashtag big props to all the great hashtag the aliens. Moist pork for a change being nice to people. I'm toasting to my neighbors two doors down for running a post-camp camp and thereby ending my need to drive carpool anymore. Hashtag Thursday Thursday. Do they have hot cocoa on demand at that camp would be the follow-up question. Robin, the 321 is toasting us for another fun week without the main man. We appreciate all of that. Sean Ironman 90. I'm toasting to my wife and daughter for having a great weekend at Comic-Con. Nothing like real family time and Gravity Falls cosplay. Hashtag Thirsty Thursday. Hashtag toast him. I'm not I'm not fully aware of Gravity Falls to grade because Sean attached a picture. Wait, I, I can't grade what's his that? Uh Sean Tiger Time 90. Okay. Is the actual I think, handle. I think I was added in this. Okay. You were. Yeah, you were. Yes. Oh, it's it's good. Very it's good. good. Yes. Okay. See, that's why you're here too, to help us out for things like this. Because I know Gravity Falls exists, but I could not grade their costumes. That was that was my 
end. I think that started my end of like Cartoon Network or Disney. Okay. Around that era. So that was like, instead was, of your gateway like, drug, that was your yeah, way was out like of that. My way out of, I think it was like 20, it was like started 2013, 2014, I think. Okay. Very good show though. Okay. So I mentioned the Memphis Tigers. As their new season begins, here's the idea that they came up with. For $60, in particular sections of their stadium, for $60, you get a ticket to their home opener against Bethune-Cookman. If the Tigers win, your ticket carries over to their next home game. So you get a free ticket for the next game, which is against Navy. If they win that game, same thing. You go to the next home game for free. You keep going until they lose at home. Now, they're going to beat Bethune-Cookman. So you're for 60 bucks a pop, you're getting one ticket for at least two games. I love this because right away I'm thinking, I don't need to see Bethune-Cookman, but I'd go to Memphis Navy. So I give you 60 bucks now. I get the bonus game they're going to win. Then I get my Navy ticket, and now I'm living life. Now I'm it's house money. If they beat Navy, now I'm coming to the next game for free. Now I'm really making cash. I guess the bad thing is if Memphis wins all its home games, you only got for these bunches of seats $60 ahead, not whatever you would normally do per home game, per home game, per home game. But if you're winning all these home games, you're getting a little more love from everybody else in general, so it probably pays up, it balances out. Getting people in the building is hard these days. It's And in a city that has other options like Memphis does, in a place where it's not prime time college football, not every ticket is easy to sell. And a football stadium's got a lot of tickets to sell. So most places have to be creative. And this to me is creative. I would do if I was at if I was in if I was the target audience here, sign me up. I'll roll that dice. 60 bucks now. I'm getting at least two games off that 60 bucks. Maybe a third, maybe a fourth. Now, eventually Memphis plays our friends from Boise State. And I don't need any kind of season preview to know that the Broncos are going to be dangerous. So that might be where this streak ends. But it's Bethune-Cookman, it's Navy, and then it's Boise. So that's the first hurdle in that third home game. But I like this. This is a great idea. You got to, When you're not Alabama, you got to be creative. You get folks in the building. And I think this is smart because there's winnable games to make your, the initial investment work. And if you keep winning, we'll keep talking about it. And if you get to the end of the season perfect at home, more power to you. You're not going to miss the actual ticket money because folks will still be there spending the cash inside the building. And you'll be getting, you know, a couple of headlines here and there about winning and this little plan continuing to go. If only the NFL was able to do that. (laughs) Like the Houston Texans, you know, they're desperate to sell out. This is a rollover plan. You keep winning (laughs) for losses. But but instead, you got to pay for preseason games. To get into regular season games. Oh, yeah. You got to deal with that. Yeah. But good for Memphis. A, a boost to the Memphis football ticket office. Thinking outside the box. And I hope it pays off for them. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Uh, the Booskies continue at CBS Sports Radio. At Andrew Bogish. Oh, and I'm, I'm the first thing I see now is on a refresh is that Boise's already doing this. This ticket plan, one carries over to the next. So Memphis, not as absolutely creative as I thought, but still a good idea. So whoever's doing it, wherever you are in the country, it's smart. Get folks in the building, win some football games. Maybe you're making new fans. 
everybody wins. And Boise, I, I mean, I would imagine, you know, they're going to win their first home game. Like, it's going to continue over and over again. You'd think also, too, that because that is that is the show in town, that they'd be turning people away. They wouldn't need that many gimmicks and deals to get folks into that building. However, their first home game is UCF. So that's a dicey proposition mm. there. It ain't Bethune-Cookman. But I feel like boys, you know, I know you've been. I know the show's been. Yeah. I haven't been. But they sell out most of the time, even even if they're not good, right? I, th- I thought so. But again, we're talking about tens of thousands of seats. So it's always going to be hard to figure that out. But I mean... Like, there's very little competition on a football Saturday in Boise. Like, Memphis is fighting Memphis. Like, I'm going to go to, I'm going to do <laughs> Memphis things, not go to a Tigers football game. Um, and they at least were, they have the built in with all, again, due respect to Bethune Cookman. Like, you're going to win that first game. So you're really paying to get into two at the very least. Boise, you're doing this. This bad boy might end in week one if UCF has their way on the blue turf. But it's a great idea. So if one it. school's doing it, two schools or 20, keep doing it. Keep being smart. Keep being creative. Keep getting people in the building, building fan bases, and you know, creating notoriety in other ways. Uh, keep the tweets coming. Keep the booskies coming. But now, headlines. It's done to a news. Here's Peter Schwartz. All right, Bogues, Angels two-way star Shohei Otani has a tear in the ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow and will not pitch again this season. Otani left... The first game of yesterday's doubleheader against the Reds in the second inning after recording four outs and throwing just 26 pitches. GM Perry Manassian says Tommy John's surgery has not yet been discussed. We have not yet. Again, this is fairly new. It's been between games and got the imaging right before the game and had a quick discussion and then we talked to Nez and his representation and, you know, it's uh, obviously unfortunate. And Manassian was asked if Otani can continue to be a two-way player going forward. I would never put any limitations on players in general, especially him. So I think he's shown, you know, it's it's obviously possible to do and excel at it. Uh, you know, I think you know, injuries happen. Otani, the DH in game two, went one for five. And he was expected to get a contract in excess of $500 million as a free agent during the offseason. But that now very much... Up in the air, Bogues, if you were Otani and you were told you could pick one or the other going forward, you'll get this massive free agent contract, but we're not signing you as both. You have to be a pitcher or a hitter. What's he doing? Uh, I'd be a hitter. Now, I'd say pay me as both, but if I had to pick one, I'll hit. I can last longer as a hitter. Elbow pain, shoulder pain, that sucks. I'll just keep hitting. He he, He may ultimately have to make that decision. Right, but now this changes the calendar on that, which makes paying him... A dollar figure and a number of years. It was already hard. This I don't even know how much harder this makes it, but a lot. I mean, I who who's going to give him any kind of deal during the offseason? Oh, I mean, I I would think while that, he's rehabbing Tommy John surgery. Yeah, if he's my, getting it. I, if I my guess is no one is out on Shohei Otani. Anyone that wanted him at this time yesterday still wants him, and they are licking their chops at the discounted price. Yeah, I don't think anyone's backing away from this, and it's going to be a much shorter term. That it would have been. He's not, I, I, I guess. He's not getting an eight-year. Who's giving him an eight-year contract? Unless you have a, you know, some weird out clause halfway through it, and this can be a very, probably a very creative deal, unless yeah. there's one idiot who just goes, I don't care. 
I want yeah. him. Whatever we're going to pay him on that Wednesday morning, we'll still pay him now. Angels were swept in a doubleheader by the Reds, 9-4 and 7-3, and Mike Trout is back on the injured list. Elsewhere in New York, it was a grand way for the Yankees to end their nine-game losing streak. And here's the 1-0 to judge. Swung on, hit in the air to center field. Back goes Thomas on the track. At the wall, she is gone. It's a grand slam. John Sterling and a little bit of Susan Waldman on Yankees radio. That was the second of three home runs for Aaron Judge, and the Yankees beat the Nationals 9-1. to Now to Baltimore. Richards with a 1-1. Santander has sent another one out. This one is long gone. Out of the flag court again. Bouncing towards Utah Street. A two-homer night for Anthony Santander. And the Orioles get another insurance run. The call on Orioles radio, along with an owl from John Sterling. The Orioles beat the Blue Jays 7 to nothing. You had the Braves over the Mets, 7 to nothing. The Dodgers-Guardians game suspended because of rain after two. The Dodgers up 3-1. They'll pick that up this afternoon at 12-10 Eastern time. A wins for the Rays, Brewers, Royals, and Cardinals. Padres blanked the Marlins 4 nothing. You had the Giants over the Phillies, 8-6. to now to football, the 49ers naming Sam Darnold, their number two quarterback. Head coach Kyle Shanahan said it was not easy picking between Darnold and Trey Lance. Trey made it real tight. He made it tough. Um, it was an easy decision for us, but um, we felt, you know, with the, the work that they both put in, this game, um, you know, our decision was made before this game. So felt that I owed it at least to Trey to tell him first and foremost. So I brought him in this morning and let him know, and um, now we're here. And the 49ers will reportedly. Am I missing something here? No. In fact, you hit on three things. Ryan Botcher, who can't still gamble legally because he doesn't have paperwork to get that accomplished, <laughs> just won his first unofficial parlay. Yeah. Woo! He had the three legged Schwartz update parlay. <laughs> his ticket reads. Shohei Otani, Paramanassian clip, check. Aaron Judge, home run, check. Trey Lance sound, check. Welcome to the world of winning bets, Ryan Botcher. Congratulations. You feel so alive. I I wouldn't be so proud of that. I mean, three stories yesterday. Well, the odds were not great. You're right. There was no real upset in there. It was more on the now, prince. It's not, it's not like he bet $100 and won a million on that. I mean, no. come on now. Hey, three, a three-sign win is a three-sign win. Exactly. I, You've got more money than you did five minutes ago, and that's all, all that right, matters. You can go down and get me a bagel now. What about the fruit cup? Oh, no. Is the fruit cup on the way? No, it's not. All right, well. <laughs> I've only had some champagne to spray. Of non-alcoholic champagne, where it's work hours. He's beaming. We've created another compulsive gambler. First, we've lost Bilotti. Now, Botch is going down that dark road again. Dave and Buster's every day. (laughs) I'll 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 play in some air hockey at Dave and Buster's. How about that? I if it wasn't so far away from where I live, I'd be so down. Hop on some mass transportation, come out to Long Island, and I'll I'll whip whip the floor with you. In air hockey. Oh, I'm not very good at air hockey, but that's a challenge. Hey, I take that as a compliment. You're inviting him to Long Island, unlike some people. Unlike who? You know who. Uh, Lottie? No. Former producer? 
Sure, we can say that. I think, I think he means there's a person that you would not allow to come to Long Island, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, personally, I would not want yes. to come yes. to Long Island. Listen, I, I, I'm already in trouble for something that I said on the air. I'm not getting in any more trouble. So that's it. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna. I, I like being on good terms with everybody, so I'm just gonna keep it that way, and I'm not gonna put my foot in my mouth again. I do a good enough job doing that in other ways. I'm not doing it in that. I'm not going down that road again. So let's just finish the update. We'll get to stunned, and I'm going to stay out of trouble and go relax in the other room. <laughs> Colts reportedly get Jonathan Taylor until Tuesday to find a suitable trade partner. It's said to be six teams who have inquired with two teams, including the Dolphins, presenting offers. Jets wide receiver Corey Davis announced he is stepping away from football. You have that on your bingo card there, buddy? I actually did. did. I, didn't, I didn't want to risk the four-for-four four parlay, though. You didn't want to risk the four-for-four four hit. But sometimes in life, you have to take some chances. Yeah, it, it didn't get enough plus money for that. Yeah, you know, make a harder bet next time, please. Soccer U.S. Open Cup semifinals. Inter-Miami defeated Cincinnati on penalty kicks after a 3-3 tie through extra time. Lionel Messi with a couple of assists to help force that extra time. And Inter-Miami moves on to the final to take on Real Salt Lake on September 27th. And now, mercifully, it's time to get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Police in Connecticut have solved a mystery. Okay. A mystery surrounding a kitten. Okay. A cat that was found in a stolen, crashed car actually belongs to the suspect. Police found a kitten in a stolen car say they have located the animal's owner. It is a juvenile suspect who fled and was arrested after the car crashed. The Meridian Police Department said on its Facebook page last Thursday that the gray and white male cat has been returned to the suspect's mother. The department said the youth said nothing to officers about the pet, which was found under a seat. Instead, police were led to the owner by someone who responded to the department's Facebook post earlier this week looking for the animal's owner. In the meantime, a number of people contacted authorities looking to adopt the cat, police said. Police said they found the feline while searching for evidence after the stolen vehicle collided with a patrol car during an August 10th chase. So walk me through this if you can. If car gets stolen and crashed, yes. they find just the cat in the car. Yes. They post so a obviously pic- the cat was somewhat of an accomplice to the theft. Cle- because a, a cat because burglar, this, one might even yeah, say. There you go. Very nice. So You're they, lucky I didn't have it up. Thank you. Um, there it is. Morty is still I, working I, on I Jerry Jones. I thought that was a good one. Thank you. I appreciate that. So they post a picture of the kitten. They're led back to a boy who then they discover was the one that wrecked the car? Yes. He stole the car, wrecked the car, and did not say anything to the officers about the, the cat being in the car. It's a cute cat, too. But now, now you... if, if, he, if, the, if the Now, listen, I don't like cats, but if this clown had any love for his pet whatsoever, wouldn't he have told the police that... Hey, you know, I, I listen. You got me. I stole the car. I wrecked the car, but my, my cat's in the car. 
But if they show, but so again, I guess the timeline's my confusion here. If they show up at his door and they go, "Hey, we found your cat in a stolen car," you they go, returned it to the mother. Right. You go, "Okay, thanks, guys." And you, of course, you don't say, "Oh yeah, he was in the car because I stole that." So how do they figure out that he stole the car? Did that become before well, was or after chase. they knew who? Well, no. Well, if there, there was a car chase, he stole the car. They found the stolen car. They're chasing him. He crashes the car. And he's arrested right away. And he's arrested so after he the... fled the car. But he never mentions that the cat is in the car. Right, but when they is find... Is he carrying the cat, by the way? That's, that's, that's the thing. Why is there okay. a cat? So this is why I was confused. The I cat didn't... is in the car. No, he wasn't. He didn't flee But it wasn't the his car. car. Right. But this is what so my confusion yeah, was. he's bringing the cat. Like, that's my point, too. Is like, okay, you're stealing a car. Why are you bringing your cat with but, you? But, as again, my idiot brain walks through this, if... There's a car chase. The car crashes. You get the guy who was in the car. Yeah. Then you find a cat in the car. The cat's either his or belongs to the person who owned the car who just had it stolen. Why the mystery? Did they think the car, the cat just jumped into this crash well, that, car for I fun? I think that would the be. Minute so, after? It had to be on their minds because if a car crashed, I don't know how how badly the car crashed, but, you know, you can have a, a car crash and there's a broken window. Maybe there's a stray cat that is wandering the street, jumps into the car, thinking maybe it's a little too hot outside. I'll go inside here and relax a little bit. There's too many un unanswered questions here. Officers were pursuing the vehicle on suspicion it had been used in armed robberies in several nearby communities hours earlier. After the crash, six suspects fled but were soon arrested. I'm sorry that I, I'm not understanding this one. That's my fault. You can. So a guy basically stole a car, brought no, his no, cab I, with him. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on it now. But my confusion so was apparently there were six suspects, but maybe not all six suspects were in that particular car. Maybe some of them fled in other cars. Yeah, the other five kittens. <laughs> maybe they had up. stolen kittens, and yeah. then they just steal cars to get away from where they're taking the kittens from. I mm. lived. I lived not far uh, from this town in Connecticut. It was very odd every time I, I was driving through it. So <laughs> you felt a weirdness in Meridian, Connecticut. I felt a weird vibe back because in October. Of cats? You see cats running around all the time. Cats? Uh, you ever see a cat yeah. driving a car in Meridian, Connecticut? No, but okay. you, I'm glad you had to think about that. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's Let me not remember. I've ever seen a it's cat possible. driving a car. No, you'd remember that right away. It's a weird town. It's a it's a weird state. I like Connecticut, but it's a bizarre state. It, it's the worst state to drive in. If you think yeah. New York is bad, if you think New Jersey's bad, no matter what time of the day, you're going to hit traffic in Connecticut. So can I ask a question then? The debris Please. from the car crash? Yeah. Is that kitty litter? 855-212-4CBS. 'Cause this makes sense. Jonathan Taylor and his future in Indy coming up after this on CBS Sports Radio. Final few minutes, hour three on this Thursday morning. We begin our final hour with Sounds of Saturday, our series previewing the upcoming college football season. Pete Arbogast is the voice of the USC Trojans. He's the first, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, gentleman this week who's joining us on a game week. USC hosts San Jose State on Saturday night, our time here on the East Coast. Uh, so he's got a game in a little more than 48 hours. He will join us roughly 10 minutes from now 
to talk Caleb Williams, to talk a defense that gave up over 500 rushing yards over its last two appearances last year, and of course a thought or two on the future of USC in the Big Ten, plus the demise of the Pac-12. We will also check in next hour with Gerald Brown of SiriusXM NBA Radio, Harden, Lillard, this uh, FIBA World Cup that begins this weekend in the Philippines and other places in that part of the world. So a lot to do in our final hour. Here to close out this hour, though, Jonathan Taylor. We've been talking about him for weeks now. The latest development was yesterday where the Colts had given him permission to find a trade. Now apparently they have set a deadline of Tuesday. That's cut-down day. If you didn't realize it, we're doing one cut-down now in the NFL in the summer. Not the staggered ones from 90 to 75 to 53. Now we just go from full training camp roster to your regular season roster in one fell swoop by Tuesday afternoon. So the Colts want a Jonathan Taylor answer by then. Either here, you guys take him for draft picks, or he's our guy. We'll pretend to be nice and hand off the football to him. So we've got apparently now at least two teams that have engaged the Viking or the 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 Colts on trade talks. At least two teams have che- really actually discussed a swap. We don't necessarily know their identities. Six teams total, we're told, have checked in with him. The Dolphins, the Bears, the Buccaneers have been talked about. People have mentioned the Raiders doing a swap, basically. Your unhappy guy for our unhappy guy. Josh Jacobs goes to you. We take Jonathan Taylor. The Raiders apparently have told them and everybody else, we're not trading Josh Jacobs. This is our fight. We'll end somewhere, but we're not getting rid of him just yet. I I understand all of the hurdles. I understand all the complications. If you've got a third-round pick for Jonathan Taylor, you win here. Whether you're a good team, a great team, a bad team, he helps you all. And you're getting him on a cheap, on the cheap. The Colts can ask whatever they want to ask for him, but... Just like when it comes to the contract, it's similar here on the trade market. The value is the value. And they apparently, the Colts do want more than the Niners got for or gave up for Christian McCaffrey, which was a second, third, fourth, and fifth round pick they sent to Carolina. They want to beat that. They want a first round pick. They're not getting a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor. Because all of the things that they said and did to piss him off, to ask for a trade, are all going to be thrown back in their face now as they're asking you to pay a premium. It just doesn't work that way. So they've painted themselves in a corner here where they're making themselves worse by not having them on their roster. In particular, they're hamstringing their rookie quarterback. Why you would not just pretend to like Jonathan Taylor for one more year so he can take all of this heat off of Anthony Richardson. Why you can't do that's beyond me. But Jim Irsay couldn't do it. Couldn't keep his mouth shut. Couldn't keep his fingers off of Twitter. And they're in a situation now where it kind of almost has to end by Tuesday because I'm not sure that, that there's forgiveness there for all of this. So now you're making yourself worse on paper, in reality, by just him being off the roster. But because... This all began because you don't see the value in running backs in general or him specifically. Now you can't get back what his actual value is in a trade. 
That is one of the best players in the NFL, regardless of positions. He would make any team better. You should be able to get a first-round pick for him. But the Panthers didn't for Christian McCaffrey, who's a better player in my estimation. Now, things are different. McCaffrey's a little bit older, already had his contract, so the Niners are taking money off the Panthers' hands. So the deals are not exactly the same. But you should be able to get a first-round pick for, in my mind, Jonathan Taylor. But you're not. You're just not because of partly all the reasons that you keep throwing around is why you don't want to pay him or anybody else. The Colts are a mediocre at best organization that's lucky, that's been lucky to have Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. That might be oversimplifying things. Peyton had other good players with him. So did Andrew Luck. But having two legendary quarterbacks can erase a lot of issues and forgive a lot of shortcomings. But now that they don't have those guys, they don't have the escape hatch, we're seeing all the wards, and most of them belong to Jim Irsay, especially now. This particular situation was him running his mouth more than once, and now they're about to make the team worse in the short term and not good enough in the long term either. Pete Arbogast, the voice of USC football, sounds of Saturday when we come back on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 